Welcome to Used Car News Podcast. Used Car News is your top source for fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. Here are this month's top stories. Education takes center stage in Vegas. An industry panel says the future of EV faces a host of challenges. And economists talk about the challenge of a post-pandemic market. But first, we sit down with Chad Bailey, president of Akron Auto Auction and Value Auto Auction. Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Jeffrey Ballant. I'm the managing editor of Used Car News, and this is the Used Car News podcast. Uh, This edition, we got a great one. We're bringing back Chad Bailey, who was part of our inaugural podcast way back when. Um, Chad, thanks for coming. You are very welcome. I'm glad to be on. I'm glad to be a repeat uh participant <laughs> excellent great yeah okay so chad people know you but we're gonna for people who for that two or three people who don't know you give us a little bit about your bio how you got in the auction business tell us about your businesses and then uh and then you i'll ask you about your leadership stuff after sure so uh chad bailey i am a third generation owner operator of the akron auto auction uh in akron ohio and then recently in uh, roughly june of 21 uh, well, we were fortunate enough to purchase Value Auto Auction outside of Zanesville. So now we have both uh, auctions in Akron and in Crooksville outside of Zanesville. And being obviously being a, a independent owner, you you've had a lot of experience just in all facets of the auction, correct? Correct. Excellent, excellent. So now tell us also, you're not just you're not just sitting there in Ohio. You've been in uh, leadership positions in the uh, National Auto Auction Association and the ServNet Auction Group, of which you're a part of. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, uh, you know, I was past president of the National Auto Auction Association about four or five years ago, and I'm still heavily involved with them as I serve as a committee chair on the Education and Training Committee. And uh, then recently, uh, oh, I don't know, six, seven months ago, the National Auto Auction Association purchased the World Auction uh, Automobile Auctioneering Championships, the WAC, and I was fortunate enough to be a committee chair on that with uh, co-chairing it with Charlotte Pyle. So got my hands in the education and, and training, trying to really find ways to bring more education to our members uh, on various facets and various uh, capacities with different departments and, and helping improve those things. And then now I'm really excited because uh, – we, uh, like I said, recently just purchased the uh, World Auctioneering Championship. So uh, we're taking on that initiative as well. Yeah. So tell us uh, just briefly about that. That is a new thing in terms of them. The World Automobile Auctioneers Championship has been around for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, Paul Bearer uh, has been running the, the WAC for many, many years, put on great events. I was fortunate enough to be a host of the event. Uh, I think it was 2011 or 12. We had it in Akron. So I really got to get knee deep in just how it all works behind the scenes, watching the competition, understanding the competitors, learning what it was like to truly, you know, try to be the the cream of the crop regarding being an auctioneer or a ringman. So I really got a good understanding of that. And then over the years have been blessed to uh, also be asked to judge at various, uh, at the, I, the international auctioneering championship that is uh, part of the national auctioneer association's main conference as well as uh, other WAC uh, championships that have been in the past, been fortunate to come out there. So I've really gotten to uh, be blessed to have a lot of opportunities, both at hosting and attending and judging this to get a real familiarization with it. So when I knew that the NAAA had purchased it, I was really excited and they knew my passion for it, obviously with hosting it and being a part of it. So 
cannot wait for this excitement. And uh, like I said, it, it's really going to be something that's going to be neat that NAAA is taking on. And the, the new event, the 2023 event is May 19th and it's at Capital City Auto Auction, correct? Yeah, correct. It's May 19th. Uh, the actual event is May 19th. Uh, contestants, judges, everyone will be getting in the evening before to go over the draw to set everybody up at what times and what lanes they'll be competing and, couldn't have a better first inaugural one under NAAA's hat being at Charlotte Joe Pyle's sale. So really going to be a, an awesome experience. And that's in St. Albans, West Virginia. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Now um, being there, what the, uh, the, why did the national auto auction want to take on this uh, event? Uh, you know, in all honesty, I think the national Auction association, and, and I can vouch for that being an auction, an independent auction myself really understands the value of auctioneers and ringmen when it comes to our sales. We, we, anyone that truly utilizes them and has a, a strong auctioneers and ringmen understand the, what they bring to the table when you're at a sale and what kind of excitement they can bring, uh, how much they can add to, you know, being able to increase these bids and, and really help both the buyers and sellers. And I think when, when they realize the importance of those with the, the industry and uh, the various auctions, it was a no brainer to be able to have this as another arm for the association and, and what they do. Excellent, Chad. Now, when you hosted it, it was, you said 2012, was that, is that correct? I or? think it was 2012. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, but it was about roughly 10 years ago. When you hosted it, how was it now? It's going to be different now, but how was it then? At, what were the challenges for you then? And then also, um, you did some things to try and promote your auction as part of it. You know, to be if you're going to host it, you wanted to get the benefit of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, the first major hurdle for me was that the event was held on a Friday. Well, my auction's on a Tuesday. So to actually be able to have cars and bidding and buyers and sellers, it, it, it made me literally have to pivot on the fly to be able to host my Tuesday sale and then round up basically and create a whole nother sale on Friday. Uh, you know, we weren't just going to take a bunch of cars sitting on the lot and drive them through for practice. So, I mean, we had a live sale that was at, so, you know, being able to get our consigners on board as well as our buyers was a little bit of challenge, but, you know, we had a lot of time to be able to prepare for it, promote it. And again, you know, social media wasn't nearly as, uh, impactful then as it was now. So, you know, it was definitely a lot of word of mouth and, really talking to our dealers on sale day to get it ready. Um, so, you know, that was one of the hurdles, you know, we didn't at the time have anything like live streaming or being able to have those lanes and, and right. set those up. So it was really kind of just a, a real personal kind of event. Like you would have almost like a specialty sale at your auction. It was just the specialty was world-class champion uh, pedigree auctioneers and ringman. So, um, you know, for us, it was just a whole new environment of understanding how to market it, promote it, uh, and, and partner uh, with Paul Bear to try to make the event as good as we could. And then, like you said, we also wanted to couple it with promoting our auction and what we brought to the table in Akron. So we really tried to strategically also try to have the judges that were participating be potential consigners that maybe ran in other locations in and around the surrounding states or in other uh, areas outside of Northeast Ohio, so that when they came in, they only not only got to be a part of a great experience for the WAC, but they also got to see what Akron Auto Auction showcased. So we felt it was a, a win-win on putting on a great event and then also 
kind of increasing Akron's footprint and getting us on the map, not just locally, but nationally. Excellent. And for you, when you did, you, you, I assume you got a chance to talk with the auctioneers and ringmen and the competitors. What was it like for them for this type of event? You know, I mean, it, it's, 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 close. it's Jeff, it's very serious. You know, the, the, these, these auctioneers and ringmen, they, this isn't just a hobby. This isn't something that they sit around and, you know, blah, 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 and, and chant and chirp. I mean, they work on this. This is their livelihood. I mean, most of these young men and, and women, uh, that, that this is their career. This is a path they've chosen as a profession. And so to be able to be recognized as a champion in whatever division you were in is something that goes a long way with them. And 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 truth be told, it's it's funny. I was uh, having the conversation with the NAAA a, a couple of weeks ago, one of our sessions or meetings. And, you know, Akron, between the Ohio championships, the international championships, and then these WAC championships combined, I've gotten probably seven champions that I have either currently or did call bids at Akron. So for me, I was proud when it came to letting our sellers and consigners know, hey, you guys are going to have some of the best bid callers in the country uh, working your cars. And the same thing with Ringman, you're going to have, we don't just have, you know, anyone that just comes off the street, you, you know, they put yeah. a lot of time in their craft and we were very blessed to be able to have and still have many current champions at our sale. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We've been able to, at Used Car News, we've been able to attend auctions and and to, to, to be able to appreciate not just the auctioneers, but the ringmen and what how they influence the bidding and how they're able to just squeeze sometimes blood out of tournament to be able to get to get people to bidding at cars in that. We talked about a little bit uh, pre-podcast, uh, Chad, just about the competitive nature of that. Um, yeah. Like you, yeah, like you said, Jeff, I mean, good auctioneers and ringmen, you know, they pay for their salaries easily by putting together a couple deals that maybe initially were, you know, between the buyer and seller, they're seven, eight hundred dollars apart. And that ringman's working on the buyer. Will you come up a couple hundred? And the auctioneer's asking the seller on the block, hey, will you maybe drop it a couple hundred? And they're very critical and, and, and good sellers and consigners as well as buyers know how hard these ringmen and auctioneers are working for both the buyer and the seller. And so there's a lot of times when uh, a seller will be and a consigner sitting on the block, they've watched what's taken place. They've seen all the action in the lane. They see real buyers, let it be, you know, chiming in online and then all of the, the bidders in lane. And a lot of times while they might have a floor of say $15,000, the bid might be at 14 too. They know, you know what? That's all the money. I've watched this. I saw them, their legitimate competitive bidding. I saw the buyer even potentially go up a couple hundred dollars. You know what? I, I, I'm going to maybe let go of this car a couple hundred dollars short because I know that's the money. And I know that this is the right thing to do. And we've gotten all we get. And I attest that to, like I said, the hard work of those ringmen and auctioneers. It's a direct correlation. And a lot of our consigners know that. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And what we always say, that is the marketplace. So, you you know, even if you go in there thinking one thing, it, it works the other way, too. You go in there thinking you got a floor of like 12,000. All of a sudden you see people bidding 14, 15, 18,000 or just whatever, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, again, you know, I, I'm always going to be uh, flying my flag for brick and mortar. You know, I think there's a great hybrid with having that internet. It keeps the floor honest when you know that 
if you see two guys and they figure, oh, you know, we'll set this thing low and it'll be between one of us and an online guy knows what it's worth, has done his homework and, and his bidding, he keeps them honest. But the other thing I think that, that is really critical with that is, you know, I have watched countless times two guys bidding and those two guys are down the street from one another. And that guy knows he does not want to have his competitor having that car sitting on his lot. And then you can watch, and that's something that doesn't happen in a totally virtual environment. In an online environment, you can watch and they're looking at each other and you can tell that, like you said, they might be paying a little bit more than it's worth, but now it's become personal. And to me, <laughs> that's something that you can't put a price on, but I will guarantee you any consigner loves watching two people go back and forth like a heavyweight fight getting yeah. this car and raising the, the the price for what they had in that vehicle. And that's something that is truly something that's unique and fascinating and, and I think is truly awesome in that brick-and-mortar environment with great auctioneers and ringmen and the crowd and the environment. It, it's just something that's – it's like an event to be seen. That's great. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Ali Frazier, like you said, 15th round guys duking it out. Yep. Um, and do you, do you see anything for you that makes a, a certain, you kind of talked a little bit about it, a little bit uh, special about a, either an auctioneer or a ringman, something extra that you think you've seen over the years that makes them really special or makes them successful? You know, and, and like I said, I mean, it's truly a relationship between the consigners and these auctioneers. You know, I mean, a, a lot of my auctioneers at Akron, as, as well as value, they have relationships with these sellers. They might sell for them if they're a national account. They might sell for them at a couple of locations or okay. they over time have just grown to build rapport with them to understand what that floor means, how they go about it, how far back they might start before they get there. You know, that is something that is truly takes time and is a relationship. And I, I, when it works well, which is often, you can see it just in the results of how things go. They're able, when the market might be a little tough, to try to get a couple more hundred dollars for these guys. Mm -hmm. When it's hard to find bidders and they get some guys and they have rapport knowing that they can look at that guy out in the lane and now, oh, hey, Jeff, look, when you, you know, he's not saying it to him, but that sell or buyer in the lane is looking at the auctioneer and he knows, hey, that price I'm telling you right now that I'm chanting, that's where we've got to be. You know, you've got to get me there. It's yeah. a relationship that's grown over time. And I think that's why, you know, the auctioneers and ringmen at, at both of my auctions have been there for a while. And I'm proud of that because it's, they've built relationships and they grow with these guys. Sellers want to have, I want to make sure I have Jeff. I want to make sure I have Chad because they know they work hard for them and they have a good rapport. They know how they want, they get their flooring. And so there's, it's truly a relationship. It's not a, a cold business transaction of just an auctioneer standing there and robotically going through numbers. It is a real transaction and relationship that works. Excellent. Well, this is a great segue into what we, the big thing we want to talk about is the World Automobile Auctioneers Championship here in West Virginia coming up in May. Um, you talked about, and we've talked about the new era here. You, you hosted it and you mentioned some of the challenges you have. Tell us what makes this new era, this inaugural event, so to speak, of the NAAA's version of WAC. What makes it special? Well, let let's start with back to kind of what you know we the relationships. You know, the nice thing is 
with NAAA purchasing the WAC, the relationships we have with various people, like yourself, with Used Car News, you know, we have so many participants now that when I was doing this, I I wasn't really, you know, I was just kind of beginning my way to navigate through the whole national scene with NAAA. So I wasn't really familiar with a lot of the the Black Book or the Cars Recon. I didn't know Car Odessa. I didn't know Mannheim. I didn't know uh, Next Gear. I didn't mm-hmm. know Pierre Pons and TPC. I didn't know the ServNet group. And so the beauty is now, and again, you know, I, uh, being the past president, I had a lot of relationships with the the car and Odessa. I had a lot of relationships with Mannheim. I had a lot of relationships with the hauling trucking companies, with different data companies, with different finance companies. So the beauty now is, is that when we have this under the National Auto Auction Association hat, it was so easy for me to pick up the phone and call partners that have always supported NAAA. Let it be at spring conferences or the fall conference or zone meetings, or some type of education initiative that we had, it was so easy to call them and say, hey, you know, we own the WAC now, and we're going to take this to the next level and really make this something that our members are going to be proud of, the host uh, auction is going to be proud of, and you being a sponsor are going to be proud of. And so that was the key to me in the beginning that was not necessarily there when I had it, is these partnerships are real, and they go far deeper than – uh, just a business meeting and something that we have amongst the association and the members. So that's the first thing, Jeff, by getting these sponsorships on board and getting these customers and consigners and, and vendors and, and partners, it's helped us to what we were anticipating was to then be able to take the actual event to the next level and make this something that it's never been. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We, we, we had a previous editor who was a judge at the, uh, championship one year and then i always think about tim swift the late tim swift the auction he was the auction guy and he was the niada president and he had been part of the the team help, helping put it on and call it and boy i tell you what he just went on and on about what a great event it was you know well, like you said kind of the evolution you know you had it at my and i'm just using my auction as the sure. reference point for uh being been the past and then it kind of pivoted over the years and then niada tv got involved and so now you had an opportunity to, if you weren't able to attend, but you really wanted to watch, they had a way of being able to watch it with, you know, commentators and people. And then, like you said, now to be able to take it to the next level, to be able to have it live in all four lanes for everybody, um, you know, that was another nice uh, selling point to our uh, to our sponsors was, you know, your logos, your name, your companies you're going to be on those screens in those lanes for the whole world to see. And I really think we haven't even tapped Jeff, the the potential of that market and the TV market and social media and the, the larger picture of this kind of like you watched, you know, back in the days, like Barrett Jackson, it was just kind of a small little auction and they were neat right. cars and you watch that thing now. And it's, you know, in multiple cities during multiple locations and it's on, you know, mainstream television, I really believe that this whack has that same ability because to your point, so many people are so enamored by hearing an auctioneer's chant, by watching that ring man pointing and dancing and hooping and hollering and watching the cars come in fast and watch how fast the bids go up and they sell. It's something that you don't necessarily have to be an auction owner, an auction employee, uh, an auction association member to get that excitement 
and to realize what it kind of feels like to be in that arena when that's happening. And then couple that with you're having that be with the best of the best auctioneers and ringmen. It's the perfect marriage of the, 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 the business association of the auctioneer with the actual business and what goes on with an auction and putting those all together and then having it under this whack platform with what we're doing. It's going to be, I believe, an amazing event to kick off this new uh, transition. Yeah, let's talk about that. You mentioned a little bit um, th- both of the social media and what you're able to do with live streaming. There's a limitation to what you could see before. And you talked about all four lanes explained so people understand that it's going to be a totally different experience with this new. Yeah. So, and again, you know, we're still putting details together, work and everything. So I, I don't want to totally quote myself and be wrong and have Charlotte and Paul and the committee. Yell at me, but, <laughs> cool. but I think the beauty is going to be that as an association member, an auction, a partner uh, within the association, you know, you're going to be able, if, you know, Chad Bailey, has, you know, has uh, been fortunate enough to sponsor an auctioneer from Akron to be at this event. Our auction is going to be able to be able to, I'll be able to put it up on the TVs in Akron. And not only will we be able to watch the event in its entirety, but we're going to be able to watch our auctioneer. I'm going to be able to watch our ringman. So I think what's taken this to the next level is, is that all of these auctions that have sponsored somebody or that know someone or had them call a bid or work in the ring, they're also now going to be able to allow their whole team and other auctioneers and their staff to not only just watch the event, but something that's personal to them, someone that works with them on a weekly basis calling. It's going to take a personal aspect of this as well to allow not just the auction hosting it. And if you were there, but anyone anywhere to be able to not only just watch the entire event, but be able to really root, cheer, and, and be a part of their auctioneer, their ringman, their team competing in this thing, which I think adds a whole new level to this from a personal standpoint of being able to truly be invested and involved in this, not just physically having to be there. Yeah, that's a great thing you can see now as that builds up, you know, how they – I think about the NFL when you used to have the draft in some stuffy hotel room and now all of a sudden – it's a major event and people have are like you say, they're following their teams or following the, the the different analysts and stuff like this. And to be able to have um, the backing of the NAAA and all the sponsors, like you mentioned, um, you can see it creating a little bit of a following for each uh, auction, each uh, auctioneer ringman as they go into this event. Well, and Jeff, you know, it, you know, being from the, the Michigan area and I'm, you know, the Cleveland area, I mean, you know, like you said, look at the NFL draft. I mean, who would have ever thought, you know, it was in a hotel room. They were on dial rotary phones. There was, <laughs> you know, 30 guys sitting there and one guy with cue cards. And then you watch it now and you like, you know, you look at Cleveland and, you know, they have the whole city shut down. There's hundreds of thousands of people there all showing up in their team gear, waiting to see who their team is going to draft. It's the same kind of concept, I think. Like you said, now being able to take this to the next level with the whack. It's something that's it, it, on our level regarding auctions and auctioneering. It's that same kind of mentality, that same kind of feeling, and that same kind of excitement that is now going to be allowed to be not just if you're on location, but if you're at your auction, you're at your house, you're at your your work, you're going to be able to be immersed in this just like you're there. Yeah, and I know it's not totally set yet, everything, the numbers. Do you have an idea of how many people are going to be participating in this? So there's three divisions. There's an auctioneer division. 
there's a ringman ringwoman division and then there's a team division which is auctioneer and ringman together so we have three separate uh divisions I know at the moment we extended it because there were so many people like I'm trying to get on. I've been traveling. Uh, can you please help me out? I know we are combined over 90 participants, which is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we have close to 15 or 20 teams, 15 or 20 ringmen and 60 plus auctioneers. So we are going to have a full board in all three divisions. And I feel bad because I, I think there are a couple of other events auction related that are pulling some guys away that are really so upset that they're not able to attend because of prior commitments. But uh, and we've got them coming from all across the country. It's not just in that West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, Baltimore area. They're coming from Texas. They're coming from out West. They're coming from New York. They're coming from the Southeast. They're all coming because they know how special this is going to be. And, you know, back to my point of the, uh, the, the partnerships, being able to have these partnerships and sponsorships, we've also been able to increase the purse for these winners. Mm. So, you know, that's a check going directly to them, which is going to fire anybody up to compete, knowing that not only just, you know, these auctioneers and women, they take pride in the event and the award, mm. but I don't think anyone's going to complain getting a check to take home in cash. That's <laughs> a, a significant dollar amount too. So that's the other great thing about this is, is, the reward for what you do from a trophy and a recognition standpoint is huge, but also having a little bit of dough in your pockets, a, a pretty nice thing too. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm, I don't know the answer to this. And when you have teams, are the teams separate? So in other words, would you have an auctioneer who compete with a team and on their own, or is it just, yeah, you could, I mean, it, it, you know, you could, and I haven't looked at the roster to, yeah, to I apply, but I mean, I, I'm almost positive when I hosted, you might have a ring man that enters as a ring man. Right. But then he and this auctioneer, kind of like I told you earlier, when there's that relationship yeah. on the block, it's not just the relationship that the auctioneer has with the consigner. There are true relationships between an auctioneer and a ringman that it's kind of like Maverick and Goose from Top yes. Gun. You've got your women. These guys <laughs> and gals are joined at the hip. They know the game. They know what he says this. That means I've got something. He knows I'm trying to fight they have a, 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 you know, a technique that they work well together. So you could get a combination of where you got a ringman solo doing it and then a ringman with a team and then vice versa. You could have an auctioneer hosting it and being a competitor as the auctioneer and then maybe be a part of the team. But a lot of times the, the you know, for the most part, the auctioneer, he is so focused on winning that auctioneer. Yeah. He's not participating in both where you might see a little bit more of that is the ringman being able to participate too, just because, the auctioneer portion of it is a draining, uh, competitive, long process that uh, you probably would be uh, not uh, foolish to try to put your eggs in two baskets versus yeah. solely devoting to one. But yeah, there is an opportunity to kind of have a hybrid with that on the ringman side. But I do love the idea of the the an auctioneer and ringman comfortable with each other working together. Like you said, there's there's probably so much unspoken stuff they got going. Again, make the a athletic a comparison. You know, a, a, a receiver and a quarterback where they know where each other's going to be at a certain time. You know, that's yeah, great. You hit the nail on the head. Little gestures a, a, a receiver might give to know, hey, you know, I've got a matchup that I'm press coverage. I'm going to go on a post. And the same kind of thing that the talking they have, it, it, it's so funny being a, a you know, I, I was fortunate enough. I, I decided to get my auctioneer's license a couple years ago, but it's so funny being around these guys and gals and knowing what goes on. 
if you get it and can pay attention, I mean, there's so many times that I hear things they say that I think 90% of people there don't even hear what they're saying. Um, <laughs> and it's just being able to grasp what's all going on. But yeah, you're, you're totally right. There's a, a connection they have that is very beneficial when you get tough times or when you have huge crowds and there's hands going everywhere and the internet's blinking. It's, it, it's a lot. And being able to have that comfort level is uh, crucial and many times very, very, very uh, beneficial to have that relationship. Excellent. So again, um, tell us just the, the basics of the uh, show. It's May 19th, but the, again, the, the competitors will come in the day before. Um, yeah. So, so on Thursday, the 18th, everyone will kind of come in. There's a, an event uh, at the hotel where then they kind of get their draw. In other words, they'll know where they're at, what time, what lane, so they can be prepared to kind of know where they are and when they're on deck and when they're in the hole, like baseball, uh, then the competition will actually, you know, we'll all get there around 7 a.m., uh, have a pre-competition meeting, uh, photo ops, get everything ready to roll, and then roughly 8.30, 9 o'clock, everything will be kicking off. And, you know, Charlotte has her sale Friday, so her benefit is she's able to ramp this up just like she yeah. normally would for a sale. So I, 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 if I'm a betting man, I'm going to bet that there are a lot of consigners that think, you know, wow, there's going to be a lot of activity. I'm going to have world-class people. Uh, maybe I'll bring some more cars or, or some other accounts that are going to come because of that. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, a long uh, day, but it's going to be a, an awesome, an awesome event for all, not only the competitors and the judges, but just Charlotte and her team at the auction, as well as all of us at the WAC and just everyone that's going to be a part of it. It's, it's going to be a great site. Yeah, Capital City Auto Auction, West uh, St. Albans, West Virginia, May nineteenth, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting as you guys set up. Now you can take some of these factors into play when you set up next host cities. That okay, what's going to make it most successful, both for the sale, hosting it, and for the uh, event? Correct. Yeah, and like you said, you know, you've got, and no matter what, even though there have been some things that have changed. You know, the experience I had hosting it, I, I bring some value to the table. You've got, you know, Charlotte, who runs a world-class auction, has been knee-deep, past president of the association, mm -hmm. you know, president of this, of the, uh, inter, uh, the independent auction group. So we've got so many people um, on this that are a part of this. We've got, you know, Michael Adcock, who's a former champion from the auction. Yeah, side. Yeah, we have, sure, yeah. we have <laughs> Beth Rose, who... Uh, is heavily involved with the auction associate, the auctioneer association. She brings so much to the table past champion has done a lot. So we have so many great horses in this that are doing so much. That's, what's been great about it. You know, we've got Nicole Graham who uh, is with Mannheim now with uh, next year. She hosted it uh, herself at a, a few years back. So our board uh, has so many people that have hosted, participated, won, judged, so, you know, no matter what, there's so much that we already know and have been successful with now being able to kind of take this to the next level with the association, it's kind of been a, the, the, a, the perfect marriage. That is outstanding, Chad. Yeah, that, that committee that you guys got, excuse me, running that is just, you know, like you say, it's chock full of people who are <clears throat> part of the uh, um, associations, but also know a little bit about auctioneering and auctions. So that's that's the type of people you really want running these things. Um, so again, I'm going to be, be repetitious here. May 19th, Capital City Auto Auction in West Virginia at the Piles Auction, uh, Charlotte and Joe. And uh, again, you'll be able to 
if you can attend, that's obviously great because you can buy some cars while enjoying the event. Exactly. Online as well, you can watch and there's going to be a, look, some little uh, surprises, it sounds like, and, and things that you'll be able to see that you wouldn't have been able to see in prior events. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, like you said, to dovetail off that, I, you could go on the association site, you know, NAAA.com. And there's a, a link for all of this stuff. This, I, If I'm not mistaken, it's autochampionship.com where if you're still an auctioneer ringman and want to register, if you want to see the schedule, uh, you know, understanding all that. And I'm sure as we get closer, they'll have uh, links and all of that for the live streaming and how to be a participate in that and get on all of that. So, you know, we're roughly about a month out and, uh, you know, we're sitting in great shape with uh, the contestants, with the venue, with the trophies, yeah. with the prizes. We, uh, we've got a well-oiled machine with this uh, committee that's getting ready to, I really believe, kind of have the Super Bowl of auctioneering at auctions. Yeah, it's interesting because it'll be kind of the first of the new era, but it's going to be a lot of experience going into that quote-unquote first time. So that's really good. So, okay, this is great chat. I really appreciate your time. Um, appreciate you being on Used Car News Podcast for the second time. So that's awesome. That's a great milestone. <laughs> And we, we, as we close it out, now you mentioned, I heard you mentioned that you got your auctioneer's license there, Chan. Yeah. Now, let me be real honest with you, Jeff. I got it. One of my things, when I was looking at my, my life and my, my career, one of the things I wanted to be able to say from an auction owner and operator standpoint was I can physically be able to have the ability to do everything at our sale. Let it be clean a car, drive it through the sale, jump it, get it running, clerk on the block help behind the counter, do whatever's needed. The last piece to this was being an auctioneer. So begrudgingly, I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to go to school for two weeks. Uh, Michael Bramlin, Ohio, and his team put on an amazing uh, thing. So I was totally immersed for two full weeks, which for me to have to sit and be in classroom settings and be <laughs> in that type of environment, anyone that knows me, it was a rough two weeks. <laughs> but even though I'm around these guys, I've been so blessed to be around uh, you know, great guys like Joseph Mass, and Andy White, guys have just really done some great things there. I'm like, you know what? I got to do this and have it just for my own peace of mind and my own credibility. So yes, I have an auctioneer license. Now, do I call bids on a regular basis at the auction? No. And thank God I've been blessed to not have an issue where we've had a blizzard or a bad traffic jam to where we've had to kick off the sale and there's been a lane open and Chad's had to dust off the mic and uh, get up on there. But yeah, I, I, I'm glad I have it. I'm proud I have it. It, it gives me an even better appreciation of just what these men and women do for their trade and what they do with that auctioneer's license. So yes, I have one. What do your auctioneers say when they see you do something? They give you tips or they tease you? What is that? Like? Uh, you know what? A few of them have offered, like, you know, I uh, my, my sponsor initially was Joseph Mass and he's, you know, uh, I mean, he, he and Andy were able, I was able to give them the, the auctioneer award when I was president out at an uh, NAAA when we had it in Indy. So, I mean, these guys and gals, I mean, all of my staff, I mean, they run circles around me. And so I don't even, I think for my promo video for being NAAA president, one of the things I did was I got up on the block for calling a car and everyone told me it was great. And they had a fun, I'm sure deep down they all laughed and said I was upset <laughs> I was. Um, but yeah, so I, I you know, I, I don't really do it ever. I've done it at, I've been fortunate enough for uh, some of the charity stuff I do around here locally for our football programs and basketball programs. And we've had like galas and dinners and, and events. 
I've been able to do that for live items and they think I'm amazing, but it's because they don't know what the bar is for really good. <laughs> so when the bar is set at a foot, it's really easy to think I'm great, but yeah, I, uh, so that's kind of my background on that, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get out much and, uh, uh do this for a living. If I had to do it for a living, Jeff, I'd be hungry. <laughs> but I, I do love what I love about you, Chad. Anybody who knows you, you're a gamer. You're willing, you'll put yourself out there no matter what. So to close out the used car news podcast, give us a sale. Give us an example of what you do. Oh what boy. Well, let, all right. Let me get a glass, drink of water here. You're really putting me on the spot. Hold on. Now for all my auctioneer friends, the uh, WAC committee, please don't hold this against me. I'm sure I'll have a lot of laughs and jabs come the 18th when they all see me uh, in West Virginia. So here we go. That's why we're doing it. So yeah, is- Jeff, I'm and anything I can do for, to be your whipping boy and to be your pinata for this, I do anything for used car week. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, 67, 7,000. We've got a $7,000 car. Let's start out here at 7,000. 67, 67, 71, 1. We need 1, we need 2, 2, 2, 2, 72, 2, 2, 72, 2, 2, 3, 3, 3, 73, 73. Anyone at 4, 74, 74, 70, 74, 44, 54, 74, 74, 74, 74. Sold $7,400 to Jeff Ballot. Oh, my God. I had to keep it. I kept it quick, Jeff. I was caught off guard. Uh, yeah, that's. On a scale of one to ten, I'd put me at about a point three. <laughs> but but and my boss is gonna be very upset that I bought a car. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'll finance you. <laughs> Thank you, Chad Bailey. Again, World Automobile Auctioneers uh Championship May 19th at Capital City Auto Auction. Be there in person or online, folks. Last month at the Conference of Automotive Remarketing at Caesars Palace, education and training for the remarketing industry took center stage. Penny Wana, president of Auction Academy and vice president of administration for TPC Management, moderated the panel discussion, calling it a back-to-basics look at training opportunities available through Auction Academy, the International Automotive Remarketer Alliance's Certified Remarketers Program, and its audit and compliance training. IARA's car certification program was a topic of discussion with panelists sharing their experiences becoming certified and the benefits of the comprehensive education it provides. Car graduates must recertify every three years and on the third certification, they achieve lifetime certification. The Conference of Automotive Remarketing, moderated by Tom Stewart of Auction Management Solutions, raised more questions than answers about electric vehicles. The panel discussed various concerns, including how to make the buyer comfortable when making a good decision about buying EVs, which infrastructure is necessary for auction, depreciation of EV assets, and battery safety. The panel also discussed the issues around EV transportation, technician shortages, the financial impact, and charging. The panelists emphasized that the EV is a different product from ICE, internal combustion engine vehicles, and that the EV life cycle will require more mechanical repairs. Finally, the panelists stated the volume of EVs coming to the wholesale market remains unpredictable. At the Conference of Automotive Remarketing last month, economists and data experts discussed the challenges of the post-pandemic market. Cox Automotive's chief economist, Jonathan Smoke, said that the availability of credit combined with affordability would be significant issues weighing on the industry for several years. Interest rates have continued to rise, leading to dramatic increases in auto rates. 
ADESA's auctions chief economist Tom Contos said that the off-lease units are in short supply, repos are starting to rise, and dealer consignment is tight, leading to a decline in demand for used cars and a softening of prices. The chip shortage has also caused the ceiling to rise on used car prices. Thanks for listening to Used Car News Podcast. Each month we'll bring you fast and reliable news that car dealers can rely on for this evolving industry. For a free subscription of Used Car News, please go to usedcarnews.com. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Make sure to share us on social media and like and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Want to save up to 80% on steep new tire prices? Premium used tires, like used cars, are a safe and affordable option when purchased from reputable sellers like Champ Tires. With more than 40,000 tires in stock, all you need to do is go to champtires.com to find the exact size, brand, and model and tread depth you need. Every tire is inspected and air tested, and shipping is free. This savings tip works when you need to replace one, two, or even all four tires. Shop at champtires.com today.